Hello and welcome to the Zennial Dome's Little Dome. My name is Gareth Quinn. And I'm Esther Sears. And this is the podcast where we look at this month in Zennial history. And if a Zennial is born between 1977 and 1985, then it could be any month after January 77. That's the rule we've sort of given ourselves, isn't it? Uh, We're in August. Yes. Uh, August 1978. Okay. Um, Now, this is before either of us were born. (laughs) I know, I was going to say, no strong feelings about that. But I just, it's just a weird month. Okay. And that's it. So let's talk about this first. US Army Sergeant Walter Robinson walks across the English Channel in 11 hours, 30 minutes, using homemade water shoes. Shut up. Now... No. I think this has to be seen to be believed. So what I'm going to do, I'm going to show you a video. Do you know what I imagined? I imagined him on a ferry. Yeah. <laughs> and he just walked along the deck the whole time. Well, I read that sentence and I went, I need to see what this means. Okay. And then I got the video. And I still don't really know what it means. <laughs> I so, want to know what water shoes are. Well, so they were his own invention. Right. Here we are. Try and describe what's happening there. Okay, hang on a sec. Okay, whoa. He's got paddles, like a paddle board. It is like a paddle board, but I think they move. I think he's got one on each foot. Yeah, but I can't see him moving. And moves. His, Here we no, are. So, he's, oh, he's, so he's got mm, ski poles. I yeah. know well, they're oars. They're oars, the, yeah. the top half like ski poles. And then he stands on what's like a paddle board. And this is the video of him arriving in, uh, in France. There we are, shaking th- hands with people. No. Everyone going, why did you do that? I'm not that impressed by that. Because that's not walking. There's a picture where I think you can see the the tools a little bit more clearly. Yeah, again, it looks like two bits of polystyrene. It does, it does look like he's found a door floating in the sea. Cut it in half, strapped a foot to each. Oh, I don't know. You're not impressed, are you? I'm not. Because I, th- I was imagining actual... Walking, like the knees bending. So is that in the Guinness Book of Records? I don't know if it is. I think it's just a thing a man did. And isn't that... Isn't everything a thing a man did? (laughs) (laughs) That we all just have to accept. Um, The way I know that I'm impressed by something... So I mentioned the Guinness Book of Records there. I know I'm impressed by a record... If I then think, do I do I want to break that record, or oh, could okay. I break that record? Yeah, like that's that's where my interests peak. So, and if you think you would like to break that record, that's yeah. when it's impressive. Yes. So, Whereas this, I'm no. So you have no I, interest. in I doing will this. never think of this again. But you would be impressed by someone running 100 meters in under 10 seconds because you would like to do that. Yes. Yeah. Or the one I really want to <laughs> to beat is how many Ferrero Rochers you can. Eat eat in a in a minute i think i'd be more impressed watching a man walk across the channel on a pair of homemade shoes than eating a lot of ferrero rochers we're so different <laughs> <laughs> but the ferrero rocher one i could i could just try attempt it at christmas couldn't i i could just i don't have to but you need someone from guinness there don't you i do need to invite them out for christmas <laughs> oh why you're here <laughs> And they're like, oh, I was wondering why I'd be invited to some random woman's <laughs> Christmas lunch. What would you like to be a record holder of? I don't know. But I was in the room when Colin Jackson broke the world record for the longest peanut ever thrown. <laughs> so, <laughs> so there was a period, it must have been in 2007-8, right. when... 
Colin Jackson was going to be the face of a new brand of peanut. And well, hang on, what, what do you mean? So there was some peanut a company, packaged, packaged peanuts, peanuts okay. and um, they decided that to promote this, yeah. they were going to get Colin Jackson to break a famous world record holder, yeah. to break another record, and he was going to throw a peanut the furthest. And it was in Sophia Gardens. Okay. Sports hall there. And there were loads of kids and local radio presenters and producers. <laughs> Hello. And I went down with a microphone not dissimilar to this one. And he was walking around meeting kids. And me and the presenter sort of leapt forward. How'd you break a record? And he was like, you just got to believe in yourself and all that sort of stuff. And then <laughs> Guinness were there and they'd measured it out. And there was a point where he had to throw it bef- before. And then there was a a line he had to get to. Mm. And it is so far, the because dis- this was a pre-existing... Uh, okay. He really had to like fling this thing to, in order to break the record. And but, throwing is not his sport. No, no, it's not. <laughs> and he, I think I can't remember if we asked him if he'd been practicing. I think he had. <laughs> was the peanut in a shell? Yes. Okay. And he had a bowl of them, but you could tell he was going like, "Well, I'm not throwing that one." That's you know, you've got to pick your peanut quite wisely. And I think Guinness measured the peanuts before he threw them as well. They're not having, they're not having throwing any old nonsense. And he threw them. There wasn't enough room. To break the record, if he threw it literally across the length of the hall, right. we had to throw diagonally. Oh, okay. And he was only allowed three goes. I don't know why that was. Okay. If he didn't do it in three goes, we all went home right. sad. So he stood up, he gave a very moving speech. About peanuts. About peanuts. <laughs> and about the importance of peanuts. He involved his family and about how his mum had been such an inspiration to him. I vividly remember that bit. And then... Because she's, she's a throwing Well, I mean... <laughs> <laughs> and then... And it was quite... Because obviously we've got him because he is already... He has broken yeah. a record. And it was... I think the record had been broken since. But the point... And he talked about that and about how that's, you know... And one day his peanut record will also be broken. He was... You know, he knows how the world works. <laughs> and then he... We watched him throw a peanut, and there were loads of school kids. It was really weird. So hang on, if yeah. he was throwing diagonally, yeah. how were people seated? They were there was like a stand <laughs> at one end, at like the sort of short end okay. of the room, and then and then it, it was diagonal. It feels like it was the, it was a bad location for this. If it was already too short for the current record. He couldn't have gone... If he'd gone over, it would have hit the wall. Right. <laughs> hit the Coke machine in the corner or something. <laughs> anyway, so he threw it three times. Mm. and everyone, The same peanuts? Uh, no, different right. peanuts. Ah, uh, okay. And he failed the first time and he failed the second time, so it was all on the third mm. one. I mean, I don't, it was all a little bit sports movie uh, okay. at this stage. And then he threw it. And it went there, and the Guinness Book of Records person put up their flag or whatever, and yeah. everyone was going like, "Hooray!" And they loved it. But my <laughs> main memory was a set of peanut executives. This was their day in the sun. Were they peanuts in top hats? <laughs> <laughs> there were these. There were, there were about five blokes in white shirts and wacky ties. That's oh my, my God. And they. Uh, so once Colin Jackson threw the peanut, I don't know what happened to him after that. I think he got, I don't know, he had to <laughs> sign the registrar again. or something <laughs> like that yeah. after the event. I just remember him vanishing into it. And then they seemed to go, anyone else want to throw a peanut? So then loads of kids were like oh, just okay. picking up peanuts and they were throwing like, and they were rubbish. And then you really sort of realised quite what a feat we'd all oh, okay. witnessed. And then I remember the executives 
all having a go. And that was just the weirdest thing I've ever seen. <laughs> and I remember they all going like, oh, Charles, you should try this. As the, <laughs> Oh and they God. were all flinging peanuts into into a sports hall. I was there, obviously, in my capacity as a radio producer. And I really felt like we'd got in under the radar. I don't know how I'd found out this event had been happening, but I remember <laughs> saying to the team, we should go to this. <laughs> so the peanuts were there. The, the like line was there that you had to throw the wall. And yeah. the executives were there. And I thought, the moment the executives go, mm. we'll have a go. Yeah. So we had our moment. And the presenter picked up the peanut, ran to throw it. And as he ran to throw it, someone from Guinness pulled up the track that measured the peanut distance and put a barrier in front of him as if to go, peanut time is over. No! (laughs) Yeah, literally, as he was doing the run-up, they put a barrier in front of him. So we pinched some peanuts and we went into the car park and threw peanuts in the car park. (laughs) to see how far he could throw them but that was very much off the books oh my god so that's so there's a window for peanut throwing there was the kids had gone the executives had had their go and they didn't want three people from local radio flinging peanuts off the books (laughs) so we genuinely went to the car park and just threw some peanuts around so colin jackson was the peanut throwing Champion, Champion, furthest distance, delightful man. <laughs> Do you know what's really funny? Because before we started recording this episode, we were having a conversation as to how we're not trying to make this into a Welsh podcast. <laughs> 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 and yet, <laughs> apart from the peanut bit, yeah. it must be the Welshest thing I've ever heard. And then heard. front on Corrie threw a leak. <laughs> I'm going to look to see if he still has that record. Because I didn't know I was going to tell this story. (laughs) Colin Jackson, peanut world record. (laughs) According to Mental Floss, according to Guinness World Records, Colin Jackson holds the record for throwing a peanut the farthest, a total of 37.92 metres. So he still holds it. And like Max Boyce, I was there. August the 26th, uh, 1978, Pope John Paul I... Died? No, no. <laughs> became the 263rd Pope. Okay. Succeeding Pope Paul VI. He okay. was Pope for 33 days. Oh! And he died in September the 28th, 1978. <gasps> he is the Liz Truss of Popes. <laughs> Apart from, as of recording this, Liz Truss is very much alive. <laughs> yeah, but I, I meant in terms <laughs> no, of... I know. The, the... <laughs> I know. I um, They appoint them old, though, don't they? They appoint them old, and I think maybe they should have learnt their lesson off this one. So it's what they call a year of three popes, because it happens very rarely. Because oh, obviously you meant to... There were three in one year. Well, they had one. One died, another one died, died and then appointed and then another appointed, one. And this one was Pope John Paul I, and then he was succeeded by Pope John Paul II, right. who I think felt like, well, you know, they've they've only just, you know, started getting used to writing the checks. <laughs> yeah, you just have to add a line. So he uh, he kept the he, he kept are the, the name. are the names made up. You pick your name. You oh. pick your name. So, and what is weird about Pope John Paul I is that normally, if you are the first of an, if you pick a name no one's had before, mm. like Pope Francis, as we've got now, he was like, I want to be called Pope Francis. 
Yeah. And everyone's like, cool. Yeah. This one went, I want to be called Pope John Paul the First. And everyone yeah. went, the first, yeah. And then they went, you don't know who's called Pope John Paul? He's like, no. <laughs> I want to be called John Paul the First. Oh, wow. So it's almost like there's going to be another one. Yeah. So th- that's, because that's, it's such a cool name. Someone else is going to want to be named this. He apparently chose it because the previous Pope had been Paul and the previous one to that had been John. Let's, let's, let's oh. combine the names. I, I assume they have to be biblical names. Uh, I'm going to say yes. <laughs> I don't have the names. You're Catholic, right? I am Catholic, right. yeah. But it's not like, it's not that in Catholic school they teach you all the Pope's names. I mean, they should. It's a lot of Pope's names. There's How- 266 of them now. Okay. No. But it's mainly Johns and Pauls, right? It's mainly, it's combinations of Johns and Pauls. Just throw in a Francis, yeah. Um, and then a Francis at the end. <laughs> <laughs> so you know how the poping works, where the a pope dies, and then they get them all in a room, and they're like, right, we keep, and we keep voting until then, yeah, they're not allowed to leave. That's really, the idea. So, as always seems to happen with popes, on the way in, some guy goes, "I don't want to be pope," and everyone's like, "Guys, <laughs> do you know what would be the funniest thing in the world? Do you know what would be funny on a global scale? <laughs> you know that guy who keeps saying he doesn't want to be pope." Should be really wacky things to do. When he got the job and they said, You're the Pope, the first thing he said was, May God forgive you for what you have done. No. (laughs) Why do you think he doesn't want it? Would you want to be Pope? I think he's got a pretty sweet gig there. I think it's hard work. He lives in the Vatican. I I imagine the the life he leads is more lavish than we are. Led, led to, to believe I, th- I think it's especially you're sort of approaching retirement I guess and then so. suddenly you've got to be I but then who who are they are they cardinals they, before they, you have to have reached a certain okay so, so he, he was he still have some responsibility so his name prior to mm. pope was albino luciani mm. the patriarch of venice if you're a fan of the fall he's who the song Hey, Luciani's about. Oh, um, Patriarch of Venice. Yeah, oh, I love that job. See, and then so exactly. <laughs> so you're sitting there, patriarching Venice, with all the canals and the masks, yeah, and... and telling Sergeant Walter Robson to get off your, <laughs> to get his stupid paddle shoes out of the way. Yeah, so he's having a lovely time. Okay, I get it now. Yeah, and then cause... he has a quite an active 33 days. Oh, really? So. Soon after the election occurred, a leader of the delegation to the Russian Orthodox Church came to meet him right. and died in front of him. What? Metropolitan Nikodiem mm. of Leningrad met him as the representation of the Russian Orthodox Church and collapsed and died there and then in front of the new Pope uh, on the 5th of September, that's 1978. Mad. And the new Pope immediately prayed over him and all that oh sort of stuff. Oh, my God. So that's drama that's a lot there is a section on his wikipedia page called international travels given that he was only there 33 days this is short oh my God. <laughs> uh, no saints were canonized by pope john paul the first oh okay because he wasn't there yeah long enough to do anything um yeah so that was the reign of pope john paul the first it's quite sad though isn't it well i don't know but then you're you're going to be revered forever for being Pope, but then if you haven't achieved anything... Because it's like with with any job, the first month is a write-off. Yeah. You know, because yeah. you're setting up your pension. Still and finding out where the coffee machine yeah. is. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. You're going for welcome drinks with people, like... Finding um... out where they keep the communion wine. <laughs> finding out which door you're allowed into, because in the... 
in the Vatican, there's like a door that's only been opened yeah. twice in 200 years or whatever. So, you know, the first thing they're like, don't go through that door yeah. and all that. Is uh, he the shortest reigning pope? I am worried that he's not. <laughs> <laughs> um, pope Boniface the Sixth. Uh, was only Pope for 15 days mm. and is said to have died of the gout. Oh. Or forcibly ejected. That's two different things. Yeah. thing is, you would have known... He, I don't think you can develop that serious about of gout in 15 <laughs> days. They should I have mean, known about this before appointing him. They arrived and they're like, oh, by the way, as Pope, meals are included. <laughs> Have you um, ever been to the Vatican? I have been to the Vatican, yes. Would it surprise you if I told you, even though I'm not Catholic, I've been there three times? Do you know what? I, 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 I think a lot of people who aren't Catholic have been to the Vatican because it's just, you know, it's I, one of the places. Yeah. I, I love Italy. And there was a period in my 20s where that's where I would go all the time. And I, yeah, I went to the, been to the Vatican three times. The bit I love the most is the um, the gift shops where yes. you can get like a Pope snow globe. Uh, it, the <laughs> tat that people manage yeah. to do yeah. is absolutely incredible. I had, um, I still have it. I have a sexy priest calendar <laughs> from from like two thousand and four that I would hang up like i i hung it up for like 10 years after that i it, i didn't even care about the dates on it are they very sexy priests yes <laughs> there's one holding a cat <laughs> they're just very young men in priest outfits i don't think they're actual priests oh really i don't think so oh, I, I don't know yeah i don't think I, so I, i'll find it for you i'll, I'll find a photo because I've seen other people post about this priest calendar, so I'll sh- I'll share some photos. If it's well, it depends if it's endorsed by the Catholic Church. I very much doubt. So. <laughs> <laughs> I can't imagine yet. We'll sign this off. <laughs> um, so that is August. 1978. I genuinely forgotten what we were doing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, if you've ever tried to walk across the English Channel, get in touch with the Zenial Dome at hotmail.com and we'll be back next week with another August episode, I presume. Yes. Thanks very much for listening. Goodbye. Bye. Bye.